I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, g'day there. Great to have your company. Uh, Thanks for joining All Talk with Jason, Mike. We uh, hope that you're all well out there. And I tell you what, Mike, the uh, feedback has continued throughout the week. Uh, We massively, massively appreciate it because without your contributions, people, we don't know what the hell we're doing. And I tell you what, we've got an absolute jam-packed show today. We talk relationships. We've got a very uh, interesting what in the world in today's uh, podcast, uh, amongst many other things, Mike. So I think we should just crack into it. By the way, how are you? You're looking well. You're looking very tan. Summer's here, isn't it, mate? It sure is. Summer's here in in Auckland, obviously, and everywhere except for Wellington. I was talking to a a mate of mine in Wellington, and he said, 12 degrees, yes, pissing down, oh. and howling northerlies. Right. You know, and that's the thing about being in Wellington, because I lived there for 16 years and I've only recently moved out of there, is, is that you don't realise what a hellhole it is until yeah. you move. Um, and so here we are, Jase, probably a week we've been basking, or two, or three even, that we've been basking in sort of early 20s. Yeah. Beautiful sunshine every day, and... Mate, I'm just loving it. I actually was thinking of you this week, Mike, because I've been out in the garden this week doing a lot of work, you know, the mm. lawns and chopping I down, stuff, you know, chainsawing stuff yeah, down. Yeah, manly shit. Is Man, that what you're thinking of me? Yeah, yeah. No, well, no. Chopping wood. Yeah. That sort of thing, really yeah. good, you know. With my with my shirt off, just wearing my shorts and my jandals and stuff. It's your it, jean yeah. shorts, eh? Hey? Your little Daisy yeah, Dukes. Yeah, my little Daisy Dukes, and uh, being a, doing a bit of weed eating as well, mate. A little knob sticking out the bottom. Well, you know, especially when I'm squatting down, picking up those big logs. I tell you what. Um, but I thought of you because, of course, you know, you you the beach is literally a, a minute's walk from your mm. front door, and I was thinking to myself, geez, there was a couple of times this week I would have very happily gone for a bit of a plunge Mike, yeah. <clears throat> in yep. the Manji. Yep, and I've been out there, uh, I think, every day. Do you get up in the morning? I mean, if I was living where you lived, mm-hmm. I swear to God, even though I'm a terrible swimmer, I would be getting up every morning and just going straight into the ocean. Yeah, I do, and I, I contemplate never coming back some days. Yeah, it's just, just swimming. Just keep going. Yeah, just, just keep, keep walking, moving. mate. Uh, but I do, and uh, in summer I'm up to sort of four or five swims a day. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, it's that close. I mean, why not? Yeah, well, it is literally. Yeah. It's not even a minute from your front door. No. I would suggest it's like 30 seconds from no, your that's, front door. Well, it, you know, it's a tent on the beach, isn't it? So yes. it's very close. And how close I am to the water depends on where the tide's at, um, which, you know, God, it moves in and out a hell of a lot. Um, but, yeah, no, very lucky. Loving it over there. And um, just a big kelder to everybody out there in uh, New Zealand and everywhere around the world that's enjoying summer. Unless, of course, you're in the Northern Hemisphere, in which case it's uh, moving into winter, isn't it, Yeah, Jace? it's just turning into a nightmare. Mm. Uh, yes, and indeed, kia ora, uh, to to all of you that have taken the time uh, to listen. We greatly appreciate it. Well, let's crack into it and let's start off with What in the World with Jason Mike. Jace, we get all sorts of uh, emails and messages coming in via uh, via the email, and of course that's at um, uh, all talk with Jason Mike at gmail.com. Also on the Instagram is another way with people DMing us there. 
Um, and generally it's asking for advice, but we've got something a little bit different this week. And, yeah, uh, this it's is pretty exciting because it gives us an opportunity here um, for our podcast that we can really we'll probably take things to another le- level, which you'll, you'll understand when I get to the, to the end of this. Um, greetings to you and your family. My name is Mrs. Maggie K. Tillerson from USA. I'm 59 years old, a childless widow suffering from esophageal cancer. <clears throat> my husband died after testing positive for the coronavirus, and recently my doctor told me that I have a few months to live due to the critical condition of my cancer illness. Oh, man. Having known my condition, I decided to donate my late husband's funds worth $7.5 million to help the poor widows and orphanages, which in return will bring blessings for my soul when I die. I took this decision because my relatives and friends have failed me and plundered so much of my money since my illness. If you're interested to receive this money to help the poor and widows, kindly reply me back for more details. Best regards, Mrs. Maggie Tillerson. Wow. Now, I just want to make the point, this is thoroughly legitimate, isn't it? Where did you receive this? Was this DM to you, was it? No, it came through to my um, to the, to our email address. Our um, email address. All talk with Mike and Jay. So, so obviously, uh, Maggie, you can't just pull that out of the air, can you? No, you all talk with can't. Jason, Mike. I mean, how are you going to invent that? And yes. Just manage to send us through this incredible email. Well, I just thought for a moment that um, because you know when I do the uh, another podcast called the BYC, mm. we often get um, Maggie Barry questions. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, uh, gardens, gardens, gardens. Yeah, the uh, ginger-headed. Yeah, 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 Maggie Barry and. So I, I just wondered uh, for a moment whether or not this was misplaced. But my God, what a, what a hell of an email to receive, Mike. So what is she saying here? If you are interested to receive this money mm-hmm. to help the poor and widows, kindly reply me back for more details. Yeah. I mean, look, let's be honest. It's not the, the most well-written email we've ever received. No. Um, but given the nature of her, uh, as she puts it, her cancer illness... It's possible that concentration levels as a result of various painkilling medications and the like mean she's not able to concentrate as you know as, as she might like. So we'll forgive her that. But the crux of this is she's willing to um, you know throw, if not all of the seven point five million US dollars our way, at least a share of it, um, so that we can reallocate it to help the poor and widows. So is she is she saying to us then, Mike, to understand this correctly, she's willing to give us the money mm. to distribute to the poor and the widows. And, and the widows. Yeah, well, it sounds like because her, her doctor has told her that I have a few months to live due to the critical condition of my cancer illness. Right. So it's possible that she's not going to be able to get rid of all of her money and she wants to pass it on now um, so that it can continue to go to help the poor and the widows before her family um, completely plunder the rest of her money. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So she's been plundered. She's sick. She's been plundered. Yes. She wants to help the widows and the poor. Yes. Um, So best I give this to somebody I can trust. And who better? Um, the Mike and Jace from the Advice um, podcast, All Talk with Jason Mike. Well, firstly, I guess we have to take that as a bit of a compliment. I think so. Uh, I mean, she's obviously been listening to the podcast and, and has decided that we're trustworthy guys. These guys know their stuff. They know their stuff. They're giving out all this fantastic advice to people. Mm-hmm. Free, by the way. Yep. Free, by the way, Mike. Yep. And she said, well, you know, maybe here is an avenue for me 
to be able to give these guys money because surely they would know. That's right. Um, you know who who would be in need of mm-hmm. such a thing, and then you know if she did do that, we could possibly set it up, set up a, a foundation or a fund yep. where people could not only ask us advice but also ask us for money. That's exactly right. Um, I mean, we've sort of got it, sort of a. This is almost a philanthropic podcast, isn't it? And that we are giving advice away yes. to better the lives of others. Now, Miss uh, Maggie Tillerson here, or Mrs. Maggie Tillerson, she's a widow now. Um, late husband died of the coronavirus. Um, you know, she's got actual money um, to give away. That's her um, philanthropic venture, and she'd like us to help. Now, obviously the question that's here for us, Jay, is I wanted to bring this to you and us have this conversation. Should we reply to her and say that we'd like to go ahead? Because there's going to be a lot of work, mate. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of requests coming through. Um, you know, some will be fake, but people that actually genuinely need money to improve uh, their lot in life. Yes. That's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. Out of our lives. Would, it, would the money be in our accounts? Yeah, well, it'd start there. You see, the only the only other issue I had when I read this, yeah, uh, was that there, you know, there was a bit of a scam bell going off in my in my uh, head, and I I would be concerned if, for, for example, Maggie messaged us again or emailed us again mm-hmm. and said, could you give me your bank account number, for example, oh. you know what I mean, uh, so that I can send through that money. Because presumably, of course, she's going to have to get us the money. Yeah. And presumably, of course, to do that, she needs a bank account to put it into. Yeah, but I mean, it seems to me that, I mean, I just don't know how she would have guessed our email address. Now, mm. as a scammer, go, what's more? which person is more likely to be listening to this podcast, Jase? You know, a wonderful woman um, who wants to give away money to help people yes. would be listening to an advice podcast yes. or some dirty scoundrel that's looking to scam us, particularly knowing if they're listening to this podcast that we've got no money yes. and that we're trying to make money. So there's no point trying to get any money out of us. I think it's more likely that uh, Mrs. Tillerson is a genuine person um, and would really like to get this this money out to people. So, I mean, it'll become clear pretty quickly, won't we? So I would get back to her and say, look, we are interested in talking further. Yeah. Um, obviously, time is an issue. Um, and we can just see where it goes. And there'll have to be discussions because, you know, we'd have to take certain fees for our time. Well, obviously. You know, I mean, it's like when I do my charity work. I mean, you know... Um Often people expect when you're doing charity work that you do it for free. Not mm. in my case, you don't. No. Uh, you know, it's like when when there's a big event and there's a big charity event, do the do the uh, caterers get paid? I think you'll find they do, Mike. Yeah. You know, does everyone else that's working on it get paid? I think you'll find they do, Mike. That's so right. you know, the fact that that I'm, you know, charging eight grand or whatever it is to to MC an event. Yeah. You know, is, is fair enough because I'm I'm contributing and giving my skills to the job. That's right. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, the idea would be that you would bring a higher value than that eight grand, right? Well, absolutely. You might be running auctions in the room and given your profile, oh, well, usually you'd be able to put pressure on people, you know, to, to increase their bids on whatever, you know, crappy knick exactly, you're trying mate. to get rid of. And to be fair, that's that's half my rate. Mm. You know what I mean? So already they've got a bargain. Right. Um, and I am a very, I'm very good with raffles and things like that. Right. You know, I'm a great, what, what's that, oh, auctioneer. Yeah. You know, I can really get those bids up. Yeah. So, you know, you pay me 10 grand. Mate, I'm guaranteeing you I'll bring in 125. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought 12. Well, yeah, 12. <laughs> Sometimes 12. But, the, you know, the I, I, I'm always a bit low, as I've mentioned before in the past, you know, in terms of getting into charitable work, because they always take so long to pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just a... Absolute nightmare. Yeah. But, no, no, you well, mean. maybe what we could do, well, I think that's 
Right, we'll get back to Maggie. Yeah, I'll, I'll email her back and just say, look, you know, you, you're obviously going through a tough time. Um, you know, I mean, it's one thing after another, isn't it, with the, um, what do we got here, the esophageal cancer, the coronavirus. I mean, it's terrible. It's an yeah. t- incredibly tragic and, story. And, the only, you know, the other thing is about, you know, in terms of scams, it's no- normally Nigerian scammers. Yes. Isn't it? But this is, um, she's from the USA, she says. Such and such has died. Uh, we've been looking for relatives all around the world. That's we've right. found your name. Yeah. $27.5 million US That's right. type of thing. Yeah. Um, just give us your bank account and it's all yours Yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, well, this is completely different. This is from America. Uh, well, that makes it right, doesn't it? Well, it makes I mean, it I, I can't imagine anyone in America wanting to do a scam. No. Well, not all the way in New Zealand, I mean. Yeah. Um, but Maggie, thanks for your um, yeah, thanks, email. Maggie, and, and, and genuinely because it is a genuine email. Um, really sorry to hear all all this terrible thing that it was, things that are happening to you, and um, good on you. Oh, and just a bit of advice here: you've just signed this off at the end, um, Mrs. Maggie Tillerson. But you know, given that your husband's passed, uh, Maggie, it's actually the correct term there is Ms. Right, I see Ms. what you're saying. Yeah, so just. You know, any future emails you might want to just make that adjustment. I think See, just just advice. It just pours out of us. So we'll um, we'll get back to uh, Maggie. We'll get back to you in an email, and we'll keep the uh, keep the listeners updated as to how it goes from from here on out in, in upcoming episodes. I must say, mate, I'm intrigued. Mm. I'm intrigued to see where. Well, I where could this do with goes. the money. Well, so could I. I could do with the money coming into Christmas. How much to be a percentage honest. do you think we'll be taking? <sighs> well, look, we can live off the interest. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if it's the full seven point five. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Right, well, let's get into some other stuff now, and it's time for Jason Mike Talk Acting. Cut! Let's go again, please, one more time. Jason Mike bring you Acting Chat. Bloody excited about this one, mate. It feels like forever since I've had anything to do with acting whatsoever. Yeah. Hi, oh, by the way, congratulations. A couple of weeks ago, um, I saw the old... Wellington Paranormal won another couple of awards. What were those for? Uh, well, one was for uh, Paul Yates for Best Comedy Script. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I thought the show was improvised. Yatesy. That was Yatesy. Good old Yatesy. Yeah, well, you know, he drops a few ideas down and we make it good and then he takes the credit. And um, also one for Best Comedy. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant stuff, yeah. mate. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, how'd you go? How'd you go with um, Brokenwood Mysteries? So up for a few? Yeah, no, not that I'm aware of. No, no. Um, well, look, it's a, it's a, probably the most successful show in the history of New Zealand. So, um, you know. Well, yeah, it's literally in 150 countries around the world, for yeah. God's sake. Hi, guys. It seems to me that there are very few actors in New Zealand that manage to do it full time. What other jobs have you had in your lives to stay afloat? And what advice can you give to someone who wants to be an actor their whole life? And thanks in advance. And that's from Paul from Karore or Karori. Well, the first advice I'd give to you, Paul, is, you know, um, don't be an actor. Mm. You know what I mean? Particularly for your whole life. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to be an actor, have a little dabble. Uh, then you'll get, you'll get the, real, the real sort of, how do I explain this, the reality of being an actor in this country, mm-hmm. and that'll be enough to put you off. If you, yeah. if you stay as an actor for life in New Zealand, you're just asking for trouble as far as I'm concerned. That's right. Yeah, I think that's true. But you, did you always want to be an actor, Jace? Like, how did you come to acting? Ah, uh, because I just got fired from every other job, and um, I, I just thought 
that was the best thing that, that suited the person that I was. I did a lot of drama at school. Ah, uh, there we go. You Thank know, you. And, um, I, first role? What was your first role? My first role was as Captain Andy in Showboat. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to meet some of the greatest artists that ever played the River Towns. Miss Ali Mae Chipley, the toast of Cairo, Illinois. It's my first lines. Oh, wow. And I, and I still remember them because I was, was so... It, what was his name? Uh, Captain Andy. And he was from South Africa. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's embedded in my mind. But the one thing How I remember... How old were you? How old were you when you I was, that? that? was the fifth form. Wow, and you still remember I that? I still remember That's that, amazing. mate. And, and the extraordinary thing about it was I was told... Was not your performance. Well, actually, I, I won the Drummond Cup for Drama four years running at my school. Shit. Oh, no, three years running, um, which had never been done before, Mike. Mm. And the Poetry Award in seventh form. But anyway, um, the interesting was that, thing... Was that awarded by that teacher that had a crush on you? That What was his name? No, we won't go there. Um, not in the current climate. But listen, I, I remember being told, you know, we, we rehearsed it and we went through all the palaver and then it was opening night and I remember the director saying to me Jace don't worry about it because when you go on stage the lights are so bright you know that you don't see the audience mm. so you're not even going to notice the audience when you go out there right. and I'll never ever forget man I walked out on the stage it was an audience of about 500 it was a big audience mm. and I saw every single face I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the audience. Yeah, well, I don't imagine the uh, lights are very powerful at a uh, school stage. Well, show. we actually had pretty good gear, but I saw my dad, I saw my mum, I saw every single person in that auditorium. That's good that they turned up. Well, uh, yeah, it was the only time they turned up. That's the only performance I ever watched of mine. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but and then and then I, my last year at school, seventh form, I ended up doing six productions at different schools because I was that sought after, Mike. I was sought after by other schools to do their productions. Does that not sort of go against the idea of giving your own students a go? If you're, if it's sort of like, um, well, a recent example would be the Luminaries, um, where they got in, uh, is his name Hamish Patel, who won Best Actor, incidentally, yes. the other night, but he's an English actor. Well, it's like bringing in an overseas player, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, which is, oh, I don't have a problem with because it was a co pro with BBC, so fill your boots. Um, but is that, it sort of takes away something from one of the students? At that school, if you're going to come wandering in there and what, ham it up, mate. I, seriously, I think I was just so good that right. that anyone that you're like a prodigy. Well, I was a, an acting prodigy at mm. that age, yeah, very much so. And um, you know that that I was sought after, and, and and I loved acting. So I thought, well, if all these schools are asking me to do it, who am I to say? Oh no, no you wouldn't say no. I was I'm just surprised no. that they Particularly they were allowed were, to ask when you were doing it with other girls' schools. Oh yeah, now, because I went to an all boys school, right. And, and that initially was why I got into acting, to be perfectly honest with you, because I knew that I'd be doing it with other girls. Other a, girls? Well, well, with girls as opposed to as opposed to my, my, my comrades in arms at, at the school. Right. That was a big attraction. Right. Girls was a big attraction. Yeah, very that's, much That's so. actually the driving force of many an actor. Yes. Isn't it? Hmm. What about yourself, Mike? How did you get into it? Well, it was very late for me. Um, uh, what was I? I think I was 31 or 32. 
and uh, I was a runner on a film, um, and I was doing the dishes and the uh, front end. My my daughter's doing that very same job at the moment as we dishes. Speak. No runner. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a great job. Yes, yeah, she it's loves probably it. my favourite job I've ever had in film. Yes, because you get to drive around in your car and sort of be your own boss. Listen you know. to your own tunes. Yeah, you got your sounds on. You, you know. can smoke durries in your own car. Indeed. You know what That's I mean? Absolutely what I used to do. Yeah. Um, but then I was doing dishes and uh, the financial controller came in and said, how are you going? I said, having the time of my life. And I meant it because I was. Yes. Even though I was probably New Zealand's oldest runner at that point. And uh, she said, well, uh, I've, my husband's producing a film and I think you should audition for it. Right, and okay. So I did audition for it. And were I got, you a bit of a character outside of your running job? Well, I was sort of wandering around in my back-to-front pajamas. You see, oh, with the with the, uh, with the with back sewn up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hadn't been sewn up at oh, that point because I hadn't met, met my wife. wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I think people thought that made me a bit of a character. But yeah, you so. were a local celebrity in that sense. That was the guy that you know wandered around with his uh, pajamas on back to front with his ass hanging out. That's right. There goes old uh, Buttonfly Minogue. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and I ended up getting that. And now if I hadn't have got that role from that one audition, then I would never have acted, I don't think. Right. But I just managed to tin ass that one thing and then go on from there. And I think that's what's been good for me because it was never a dream of mine to right. be an actor. So I've never had the disappointment, uh, really, um, except on one occasion when I got fired three days out from being the lead role um, in, in a really big show. Yeah. Obviously, that was crushing. But other than that, well, I, I've I've had you know many disappointments in, on the acting front, but you just you've just got to. What's some of the good ones? Oh, look, you know, so many roles that I went for, I got down to the last two. Oh, good. You know, and they go, oh, you know, and and and, and you always hear the same thing from your agents. They they're really wanting you. They're really wanting you, but. You know, there's always someone that sticks their bloody oar in, and then there's a sudden change of direction at the very last minute. Right. And so what I've learned over the years as an actor is you just never bank on anything, man. No. Never bank on anything until you sign it. You know no. what I mean? And then it's well, and that's even right. then it's not you know. Well, that's right because as I say, I did sign it. I'd had the fittings. I'd been fitted for a wig and a beard and all sorts. And then um, they got me in there and they're like, actually, no. Right. Not you. Okay, yeah, that, um, that would so, have been hard. So I don't believe it until it's on the screen or the money's in my account. Yes. You know, one or the other. But that's a pretty good lesson for you, um, for you, Paul, um, is that you can expect a life of, of disappointment. Yeah. You know, more than any raging successes, I think. Oh, look, I, and I, I think it's important that we are honest about it. We, we were talking about the pod, in the podcast last week, I think it was, about, you know, local celebrities mm. uh, or what we consider to be stars, TV stars and stuff, they're invariably miserable, poor, broken people. Sexually depraved. Sexually depraved with weird proclivities in that regard. And, you know, um, so save yourself the hassle, mate, and yeah. get a proper job. Well, it's you know, you sort of find there's many, many successful, the flavour of the month type actors who are in everything. Yes. Everything for, you know, four or five years. Then all of a sudden... It becomes clear that the public is tired of them and is sick of seeing them and everything. Yeah, and so now they're not being cast in anything at all, and then they still need to make money. So what do they do? And that's when you're seeing, you know, people will start working in real estate and all these sorts of things. And it's it's just because the work is totally dried up, man. Yeah, yeah, um, horrible. 
Yeah, well, I mean, and we've mentioned on previous podcasts, of course, about winning awards, for example. You talk about actors that are very popular for a four- or five-year period. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen actors that, you know, like my wife, for example, that won Best Actress for a film that she was in, mm-hmm. never had any work since. No. Uh, you you won Best Actor, uh, was it 2019? Bugger all work since. And that's completely true. Yeah. You know, you were speaking earlier on off year about all the voiceover work you've had. I've had none. Yes. None. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it can, it's, it's absolute feast or famine. So can I recommend to you, Paul, that a good way to go is just to let yourself on to a, um, you know, a partner, you know, marry up. Yeah. You know, get someone that's got a steady call, income, man. you know, get so you know, either a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend and marry them up. Um, and just that way they can sort of pay for your hobby. Yeah. You know, you've got someone there that's going to be covering the mortgage, covering all the food and all that sort of stuff and going to work and putting in the 40 to 60 hours a week while you just sort of, you know, bug around with, you know, that sort of that monologue that Joe's can remember since he was 15. Yeah. You know, um, that's what you can put all your focus and attention on. Brilliant stuff, mate. And can I, I think this is a perfect opportunity now, actually, to segue into our next piece, which is Jason Mike Talk Relationships. Mm. I think she's cheating on me. It's Relationship Advice with Jace and Mike. Hi, guys. My boyfriend won't unload the dishwasher, and I think it's the final straw. I cook, clean, and pay for the groceries. His sickness benefit pays the mortgage. I don't want to do everything anymore. And his argument is, I provide the house. We've already had issues in our relationship, and I'm tired of being the only one putting in effort. Not a maid over the email. Mm. Wow. Holy. Jeez, that's a... We've all been there, haven't we? Haven't we? Haven't we? Yeah. I mean, I wonder if she is a maid. Because that'd really be tiresome if you were a maid, and then you came back home and, and you had to do all this and stuff. had to do all that for free. Yeah, you know what I mean. Why mind? He's saying, "I provide the house." And he's got a good point. Well, I mean, he's got a roof. I mean, that is a fair point. Yeah. Hey, look, um, you know, not a maid. You won't have to worry about emptying the dishwasher when you're living in the street. That's true. You know, so it's. I mean, we we discussed this uh, on a previous pod. Uh, about, um, you know, we were talking about vacuuming and things like that. How do you, in your household, Mike, work the, you know, who does what type thing in terms of chores and that kind of thing? Well, it's a good point, actually, because, um, you know, in another podcast, we're also talking about thresholds with flatmates. Yes. Um, And whoever's got the lowest, lowest threshold for mess generally is the one that ends up doing all the cleaning. Yes. Um, and I, you know, you've said that I'm quite meticulous. My wife is, you know, really meticulous, and right. I know that if even I even more so than you, yeah, yeah, I so find I, that hard to believe. That's no, true. And I find if I just hold out, you know, I see what she'll you're saying. She'll do it. Yeah, yeah, she'll do it. And um, and I know it's tough on her because she's the only one working at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm doing nothing. Um, and you know, just speaking about Paul in terms of you know actors having nothing to do, I'm literally doing nothing at the moment. I'm just sitting around the house and going for swims. Get yeah. a tan on, you well, know. Well, five a day, you were saying there. Yeah, five a day, and that's yeah. quite... Dragging sand through the house, wet togs just sort of left in the corner, I'm imagining. Yeah. Not, not hung out to dry. No. Wet towels all over the bloody, you know, over the couch. Yeah, that's she right. She comes home from a hard day's yakka. Mm. Well, actually, she's um, she works from home, which is really handy. Right, okay. Because when she gets her lunch break, she can just do the once over around the house and just clean things up. Right, I see what um, you're saying. Because I don't yeah. like things being untidy at the end of the day. 
Yeah. I hate that. I hate going to bed with a house of mess. Yeah. Okay, she knows that, so so that's good. And yet you're quite happy to go to bed with your relationship in a mess. Um, who, who was it? I think it was a grandmother or something like that, you know, that always gave the advice, never go to bed on an argument. No, never let the sun go down. Yes. Never let the sun go down on a on your anger is what it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's actually good advice, but it's hard, isn't it? As well, if well you've had it, and often too, when you've when you've had a bit of a passionate, bit of uh, a stink, a, a bit of a stink, and a, a bit of a to to who, you know, you go to bed and and you make passionate love to each other. Wow! Because you know what I mean. That energy is there, and you're both ferocious and angry at each other, and then it just leads into what what they call infamously, of course, makeup sex. Yeah, I've never had that. Haven't you? No, no. I just sort of have. Um, you know, we sort of reach a point where we both agree to disagree and just move on. Okay. Sort of the best way to go. And you go into the spare room. Oh, I go on the couch. Oh, the couch. Yeah. 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 She brings yeah. out a little a sheet for you or something like that. Just. To- uh, well, you know, if we get along, along all right, she would do the sheet. She said, "Well, I find the sheet annoying on a bit on the couch." Yeah, actually, that's, that's a, a fair real point. female thing. Actually, isn't it that they want to make the couch up? Yes, the couch is a couch. It's not a bed. Yeah, don't try and change the couch. So what? It doesn't just, need any sheets. You just lie down on it. You just ru- you I run with a duvet. Do you have a duvet? Though? I have a duvet. Yeah, 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 over the top of me. But no, they I want to put the undersheet on. Yeah, no, that's a pain in the ass. Well, it is because it just bunches up. Well, it's just more work. And now, yeah. now she's got to spend tomorrow washing it. Yeah, when she could have been doing the vacuuming. Well, there you go. Just getting back to that sex thing. Um, interesting thing happened. I've actually got my um, my brother-in-law staying at the moment. He's come to stay for a couple of months. What, you're having sex that. with him? Um, it's crossed my mind. Okay, good-looking fella, is well, he? He's, he's all right. Yep. Um, but I'm married. Okay, yeah. Uh, to his sister. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And um, so he's only he'd only been there for uh, sort of four or five days. And, um, yeah, we are sort of getting into it last night, the wife and I. Sort of what things warming up, and uh, he just opened the door to the bedroom. I see. Okay. Now I've never been walked in on by a brother-in-law. Well, not by my mother. I know you had issues with your mother walking in on you masturbating. No, that was, no, that was my dad. Oh, and no, it wasn't masturbating; it was making love. But yeah, brother-in-law, and then we we all carried on the conversation while you were making love. <laughs> Well, as I've said before, once I've got that metronome going, I've got my rhythm yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't stop for anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we sort of carried on the conversation <laughs> as if none of us knew what had actually happened there, but we all knew exactly what had happened there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it's quite weird, isn't it? Being walked. I sort of thought at forty-four that I'd gotten away scot-free with people walking in on me. Yes. Uh, but I hadn't. Yeah, but to be fair, you only started making love when you were forty. Yeah, it's true, but. You know, I'm going to get him back because his missus is staying this weekend. Right, okay. So you're going to be like perched outside their, outside their door listening in, waiting for when they're making love? Well, there's actually a little trap door under the bed. Oh, okay. So you can just have a look in the trap door, see what's going on. Oh, I'm sorry. You, oh. So payback's a bitch, mate. My bad. You know, yeah. I just sort of thought I'd get your advice on that, Jace. Should I, should I bring it up? And clear the air because I sort of feel like it's hanging over the house. Oh, him walking in and you making love. Yeah, that we all know that that's what happened. Should I make light of it and we just sort of clear the air 
Or do we all just continue to pretend that it never happened? I just think continue to pretend it never happened. That's a Kiwi way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and you know, and then, you know, as, you, as you've mentioned, when he's making love to his partner, you go in there and then it's Evan Stevens. Yeah. How good. does that sound? Yeah, no, that sounds good. Okay, great. Um, but as far as, um, as far as not a maid goes... Look, I mean, what are your plans, not a maid? I mean, this guy is paying for your house. I'm surprised, actually, that the sickness benefit is allowed to pay for a mortgage. So what that effectively means is he's not paying for it. Well, he's paying for his mortgage as much as you and I are paying he, for his mortgage. Exactly. Um, how long has he been on it would be my question. But, look, if you're sick and tired of it, just leave him. Yeah. I mean, the guy's offering nothing. He's not doing any of the housework. And we're, we're paying for the house. He's not paying for the house, by the way. I mean, he sounds like a hell of a catch. I mean, he's on the sickness benefit. Yes. Um, he is paying for the mortgage, but not doing any work around the house. I mean, could you do better, not a maid? Yes. Um, I, I, or will you feel bad? Sorry, it's just my wife doing the vacuuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, or will you feel bad leaving someone who is sick? Because if this is somebody that's very sick, you might not feel too good about yourself leaving them. I had a friend actually who was in a relationship with a guy and she was just about to break up with him. Like the, the relationship was absolutely on the rocks. Yeah. And she decided that she was going to call it and she came home and he said, look, I think we need to talk. And she said, I think we should talk, yeah. Oh, God. And she goes, you go first. Yeah. And he goes, I've got testicular cancer. Oh. So then... She couldn't leave. Yeah. She had to wait for him to go through all the chemo and all that sort of stuff, have one lopped off, all that carry on yes. before she could end the relationship. So that could be... Well, I, from that, what I would say to not a maid then is um, probably leave him now before he gets sicker. Uh, so hopefully that, that helps. Now it's uh, time for Jason Mike. Have pet chat. Is that dog doing a shit on my lawn? Pet advice with Jason Mike. Hello all. There is a stray cat who hangs out around my house. I live close to bush and there's lots of strays. I took food out to her and noticed a huge wound on her neck. Oh, the wound looks scabbed over. There's not much seepage, but the hair is completely missing over halfway around her neck. She's super skittish and it's hard to get good pics of it. I put a huge glob of savlon on it and attempted to wrap a bandage around her neck and anchor it under her arms. I don't have the money to take her to the vet right now, but I don't feel right leaving her outside like this. She seems content being inside with us. Does anyone have advice on what I should do concerned over the email, Mike? Mm. God, that sounds like it's in a hell of a way. Yeah. <sighs> that cat. It sounds to me like she's, she, what has probably happened is she's been bitten by another cat mm. and she's got an infection going on yeah. there, which can be nasty and then they tend to swell up. Or even a dog. It could have been a dog. It could have been a dog. Now she's close to a bush. It could have been a possum. It could have been a possum even. Yeah. Um, They're ferocious, It couldn't have been a snake. It wouldn't have been a snake. No, no, it wouldn't have been a snake. Uh, Possibly a spider, but I doubt a spider. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's got a big wound and it's scabbed over, which is a plus. Yes. Um, But the fact that hair is missing over half of her neck, that doesn't sound good. I'm not a vet. The only thing I'm encouraged by, as you say, is that it's scabbed over. Yeah. Um, and also um, that there's not much seepage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, first can I just congratulate you on being on your charitable outlook on, on things here. And, you know, obviously this kitty's in a pretty bad way. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the first thing that I do is if, you know, you obviously you've got to got her in the house and um, the cat seems content to be inside with you. I'm not surprised given what's going on outside the house. Yeah. I mean, she's having half your neck, heck, neck ripped out and it's scabbing over and there's no seepage, so that's a bonus. But if she's got here completely missing on half her neck, i just turn around so oh, I could yeah, only okay. see the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that would make me feel a bit sick. Yes. Having to look at a, a hairless, scabbed up, you know, wounder. Yeah. Um, so I just turn it around so you don't have to look at that. Um, the Savlon may or may not help. Um, you've you've attempted to wrap a bandage around her neck and anchor it under her arms. Um, you know, this might bore you a little bit, just but just a little bit of um, a biology lesson here for you. They're called legs Yeah. on cats, aren't they? Yeah. Not arms. You'll find that most cats don't have arms. Um, it's funny when they do. Some have got... Less than four. Well, as we as we were talking about the old tripods, um, very attractive to prospective um, uh, adopt adopters. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not I'm not picking that this one, particularly with a massive wound, scabbed over and the the seat, the, the yeah. big tufts of hair sort of thing. Yeah, and the skittish nature as and well. Nobody skittish. wants to adopt a, a cat that's skittish. Is it? You know, if I go or to that the, has arms. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, who knows though? Actually. Yeah. Well, unique. But if I go into, um, you know, I used to go into the SPCA and, you know, you see a dog that's, as soon as it lays eyes on you, it sort of cowers in the corner and pisses itself. Yeah. So, well, that's automatically off the list. Oh, okay. I'm not interested in that one. That one's broken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if they're skittish, um, they've got scabs on their neck and they're missing hair, these are all for me. I'm I'm crossing them off, but there are nicer people out there who may want it, and you know perhaps an option is you know maybe there's an infection and it loses a leg, then it would be very very attractive to somebody to adopt it. You could take it down to the SPCA. Is that an option? I don't feel like you've raised that as an. You don't have the money to take her to a vet right now. Well, there's the SPCA. They're there for this. Yeah, well, but this is the thing. I mean, obviously you're going to take her, you know, if you can get her to the SPCA. But I'm just imagining a a little kitty cat in the cage there with. A massive wound on its neck and hardly mm. any hair, uh, not much seepage, um, but skittish, probably urinating all over the place. Mm. It's not going to be an attractive proposition, is it, Mike? No, and I don't know why you want it inside. I mean, no, it probably you know the wound probably stinks a little. Um, it's skittish. It's eating your food. Uh, it's up on your couch, is it? Meow. I met. You see, for a, a start, I wouldn't be allowing it up on the couch. Oh, you don't? No. But you can't tell a cat what to do. Well, no, that's that's the why I don't like cats. Oh, they're, because they're arrogant, right? You know, they think they yeah, own the place. Yeah, they yeah. sit there, they put that leg up in the air, they just lick themselves and yeah. watch it. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. do that in your own time, thanks. Yeah, no, do that that's in true. the privacy of the bush, thanks very much. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the way I look at it, it's a stray cat. Its home is the bush. Yeah, and what you're doing is you're taking um, a cat from its home, the bush, and bringing it inside. Now, it may not be living its best life in the bush. Um, but uh, is it really up to you to get involved in that? I sort of feel like humans always feel like they need to insert themselves into the lives of other animals. Um, and I just think you, you need to let nature take its course here. And if I'm judging things correctly, nature's going to take its course pretty quick. Yeah. Well, look, it's all very well shoving a big glob of Savlon on there, but, um, you know, that's not going to... I, I don't think that's going to achieve anything. No, maybe a, like a hot iron or something, just to 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 um, cauterize to, to cauterize the wound might yeah. work better. But I'm with you with this, Mike. Sorry. I mean, I love my pets, mm. and we both love our pets. But yeah. 
for me, um, I, I I go along with what you're you're saying. You're taking it out of its environment, yeah. probably the only environment it's comfortable with. You're taking it into a warm house where it's probably freaking out. It doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's got big globs of Savlon all over it. Um, you've tried to wrap it in a bandage, which probably is you've mummified is, it. You've mummified it and probably causing the wound to sort of crack open. Um, so yeah, my vibe with that uh, concerned over the email is just. Maybe leave her in the bush and see what happens. Yeah, and then it's the then there's the question of you know what's the humane thing to do. Yeah. Well, she lives in the bush, so we know there's probably gangs of possums that are roaming. They'll be roaming, and they'll be missing her mm. because it sounds like she's easy pickings. Yes. Um. And and what possums do is they they'll have a couple of stray cats that are easy pickings, like it sounds like your one is, and they'll just wander down, they'll just take a bite out of it. They won't kill it. Right, I see, yeah. If it's easy to catch, they don't want to kill it because then that easy pickings is gone. So they'll just take one bite out of it, that'll tide them over. A snack. A snack. Yes. Yep. Um, so that sounds what like what might be happening here. So you don't want it to go back out into the bush where it's easy pickings. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we're sort of careering towards the obvious here. Um, but but neither of neither of us really wants to say it, Mike. Well, look, I had a mate, and um, he had a cat, and um, he was moving, and he put the sack in uh, the cat in the sack. Uh, and as he was driving over a bridge, he hung his arm out, and he just flinged it over the car and over the side railing, and into a river. Um, now, I. You know the the idea of you know just a beautiful sea burial like that. Right. I think okay. I think you could really you could put something together just for, something with a bit of thought like that. Um, I mean, what a beautiful way to go. I mean, how many cats get a um, a watery grave? I'm going to let you. Um, I'm going to let you own that particular way of disposal. Uh, I, I probably would have gone for a more humane shotgun or um, something like that uh, because there's nothing worse than an animal suffering is there Mike oh, I, I agree completely you know what I mean and, and, and as I say shoving a big glob of Savlon on it mm. is just kind of prolonging the inevitable yes and whilst you know and the possums are taking a bite a peck every now and then yeah you know what I mean I mean that's short and sweet yeah that makes me feel yicky yeah uh, because I am a, I'm a vegan so animal rights matter to me yes um, you know I knew an old boy once and he um he was probably late 80s or something like that, and he ran pigs, middle of town, he ran pigs in his backyard. Um, and I said to him, how do you, how do you knock them off? Um, you know, being in the middle of town, because I thought gun, but of course you can't fire a gun in town, within the yeah, city yeah. limits. Um, and, uh, well, he had a different opinion on that. Um, he didn't really care about bylaws. So what he did is he took his 303, he said, they love apples. And he jammed an apple on the end of the 303 and leaned that over the fence. And now they just could not resist those pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's an option. What's yummy? What what do cats love to eat? Well, they like a good jelly meat, don't they? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, do we get BSA complaints on um, on podcasts? I, I I just never sort well, of I, considered it. I sort of blocked the email. Oh, okay. You yeah, know that's probably a good call. Look, so yeah, concerned over the email. I think I, I think you just got to let nature take its course. Mm. Um, and as you say, Mark, either turn the cat around, let let it in the bush, or take action in in your own way as humanely as possible. Pump action. Pump action. Well, there you go. Um, God, it's it's you can't accuse us of not tackling the big issues, Mike. Absolutely. Um, and that was a tough one. That you was know, I mean, really a lot of people would just say, 
get the cat down to the SBCA as soon as possible and get it some professional help. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. But that's, to me, would. that's sort of offloading it. Yeah. And then you're going to get SBCA. down there and the SBCA is going to say, get me a shotgun, get me a sack. Yes, you know, it's all get done. Get me a 303 with an apple on the end of it. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, look, uh, well, I hope that uh, the advice that we've given out in this podcast has helped all those people that have taken the time to send it. And we really appreciate, by the way, you taking the time to send your stuff into us. Make sure you keep it coming because Mike and I will respond where we can. Also, make sure you rate us. Also, uh, make sure you subscribe because we don't want to be, you know, doing this forever for free, do we, Mike? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, and until the next time, you take care out there from Mike and myself. Have a good one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.